Welcome to the Goracom podcast, where investors discover great small cap companies. Thank you for taking Agoracom with you and make sure to follow our podcast. Welcome to Beyond the Press Release, a production of Gorkom, in which we take the time to speak with small cap executives after they put out port news with us today. Happy to have them back again. And before I introduce them, you know, we just saw the NBA Finals a few days ago end. Uh, we saw Steph Curry and all these guys crying because the team had just had come through great uh, advers- a great adversarial period of injuries, torn muscles, all of that. So if that's the kind of thing, you know, if you know someone that's ever torn a rotator or muscle or meniscus or cartilage or favorite athlete or someone you know, uh, or even you, by the way, then you're going to love this uh, because this is what ortho regenerative uh, is, uh, is specialized in. They've built a proprietary platform it's really, it's really tech-driven, by the way, but yeah, it's really, really complicated. But essentially, it dramatically improves the success rate of orthopedic and sports medicine surgeries. And the failure rates are rotator cuffs can be anywhere from 20 to 90%, meniscus 20 to 40%, cartilage 15 to 35%. It's unbelievable. Uh, in layman's terms, what orthoregenerative has started to prove already is they built this wonder delivery platform uh, that delivers biologics. And biologics are drugs made from the biological processes to repair soft tissues in the human body. More than just lip service, because everyone can talk a big game, we always talk about on Agoracom third-party validation. Well, on February 2nd, the company entered into what's called a material transfer agreement with an undisclosed, that's pretty important, industry-leading global strategic medical company for exclusive use of their proprietary PRP system. We'll explain that in a second. The news we're talking about today is great. It's another major milestone. Orthoregenerative initiates patients' recruitment for its U.S. Phase 1-2 rotator cuff uh, tear repair clinical trial. Five sets uh, are fully activated already. Phil, welcome back to the show, my friend. Well, thank you. Uh, thank you, George. Nice to be with you again. Yeah, I, I always love it. And, you know, it's just, it was just a few days ago. When was it? On Thursday? that uh, the NBA finals and Steph Curry and all these guys were crying. So even then I was like, look at that. It's a real big deal, you know, to recover from all this. Uh, and that's why you guys are so relevant. Last time we, last time the news came out, when the news came out, five of your 10 sites had been activated. Any update on that? Yeah, look, uh, George, uh, you know, we're, this is a, an ongoing process and, uh, uh, we've uh, identified uh, 10 sites overall. Uh, and uh, when we put out the news release, we were expecting the, uh, a couple of other sites to come on board, but we weren't ready to say. And, uh, and as of today, we're doing our seventh site initiation visit. Uh, so uh, seven sites have been uh, initiated or recruiting patients. Uh, we've completed the contracting for nine of the 10 sites as of today. Uh, so uh, we're very excited. That's, uh, uh, that's a, a difficult wow. uh, and, and long part of the process uh, for getting a clinical trial up and running. So, so seven are activated now. You've, you've contracted nine. So I guess you got to get those other two correct. activated and then you'll be looking for your 10th one. That's, that's a pretty correct. big deal, right, Phil? Because it may seem easy, but it's not easy to get sites say, yeah, we'll be a part of your, of your trial. Well, you know, it's a, uh, it's uh, you know, a lot of people uh, figure that uh, once the FDA give you uh, your uh, their approval to to move forward with a clinical trial, particularly these kinds of clinical trials, phase one, two, um, these uh, these are first in human trials, right? So they're uh, they're extremely important. 
Uh, and uh, and so for us, uh, picking the right sites, and then uh, the the process goes. You pick the the right sites, and we'll describe those in a in a in a couple of minutes here. Uh, but uh, then the contracting has to happen. Uh, and since it's first time in human, there's nobody who has the experience. So your uh, the the contracting process is uh, is quite intense uh, with the uh, with the sites, and and it typically takes six seven months to get these contracts in place. Uh, so we're bang on time uh, based on on what's usual and customary here. Uh, and now we're uh, we're really glad glad that these sites uh, are all approved and uh, and uh, already starting to recruit patients for the trial. So is that it for the? Because look, us non-experts in clinical trials. I mean, we hear about them all the time, but we we just assume it's a trial at a clinic. But obviously, it's way more than that. <laughs> are those all the steps? Can you kind of help us understand? Are there any other steps that have to take place before the first patients uh, actually get enrolled? And and how long do you think it'll be before that happens? Oh my gosh, uh, it's a uh, well. First, uh, there's a there's an interesting uh, industry joke around if you want to cure a disease, start a clinical trial, uh, because clinical trials are extremely hard to uh, to recruit, and uh, recruiting is the is the you know the act of uh, of getting patients to agree uh, to participate in a trial. You know, it's already traumatic enough uh, for patients to have to get surgery, um, then to have them to commit. Uh, to the process of following up under very strict conditions uh, to uh, follow up with a whole bunch of different things to do uh, is, uh, is, uh, is, is, is really important for the industry. Uh, so we thank uh, all of the patients who, uh, who accept uh, doing this because it furthers science. And you know it would be unethical for uh, for us to to pay patients other than a, a stipend to participate, um, and and so these people are basically volunteers. Uh, so they're really really awesome. But and the oh sorry good good no no please go ahead. Well I was gonna say but given the high level of failure rate with the status quo before your 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 great platform, yep. would I be uh, would I be overassuming or overestimating perhaps the enthusiasm from both potential patients who are going to enrolling and the clinics themselves who might say, yeah, come on, if you can help us solve this problem or am I over, or am I overestimating the enthusiasm? No, look, I, I think it's a bit of both, uh, George, uh, to be, uh, to be quite transparent. Uh, I think uh, the clinicians know uh, the issue, right? So they're very excited about trying something that may, uh, may help these patients. Uh, and that's why we're doing the clinical trial. Uh, the uh, the preclinical work, so the animal work was really positive and uh, we were able to see some tissue regeneration uh, in a different way than just scar tissue, which is which is typical. So that was really exciting. And now uh, the next step is to prove it out in uh, in humans. Uh, so the clinicians know uh, the failure rate, so they're very excited about trying something new. But think about it from the patient's perspective. They're coming in, like, like I said, they're coming in to, to ha have surgery. So surgery has all of its associated risks. Uh, and then in the first in humans trial, they have to accept through consent uh, that they're trying an experimental device uh, and an experimental treatment that's never been used in, uh, in humans before. Uh, so again, uh, it's, uh, it's a, uh, yeah. it's, it's, you know, it's a, it's a barrier, uh, not a barrier, but it's a, uh, it's a, it's a yeah, big you gotta deal. Yeah, you got to convince somebody it's never been done yeah, before. Yeah, it's hey, a big George, deal for patients to do this to... on your shoulder. Yeah. But, but the good thing is, it's not as if I'm taking potentially a drug that could affect more, you know, me at the new, it's like, Hey George, we're going to patch up your shoulder and we're yeah. going to try and use something to better patch it up. So I'm hoping and assuming that there's a, there's a, there's, there's less there's there's less hesitancy than in yeah, more we we hope that that's the case uh and uh, now we're going to get to find out uh the uh, the ever uh, 
the ever um, uh, nerve-wracking portion of, uh, of recruiting our first patient and, uh, and then uh, on to the 75 patients that we want to recruit for this trial is, uh, is underway. But at least all of the uh, formalities are underway and, and the clinicians are, uh, are at it to trying, to, to trying to get the patients to participate. So is that how many patients you have to enroll? Do you have to enroll 75 patients before uh, you can start uh, with the uh, no, the way it works. Uh, good question. So the way it works is uh, uh, the trial is designed uh, to uh, study seventy-five patients. So there'll be what's called a two-to-one randomization. So two patients will get ortho R versus uh, one that will get the standard of care. Uh, and believe it or not, that's also a barrier. So some patients don't want to participate in clinical trials because they want to be guaranteed uh, to get the uh, uh, to get the uh, the innovative product. Yep. Uh, so uh, it's counterintuitive sometimes. But uh, we had one patient uh, just last week uh, refuse because they wanted to guarantee they were getting uh, they were getting the product. Um, so, uh, so that, uh, that's the, uh, 75 patients is the uh, number of patients, uh, for our trial. Uh, and we anticipate that we'll recruit those patients, uh, between now and, uh, and sometime between the end of the, this year and the first quarter of next year is, uh, is what we're forecasting, but that's all completely dependent on the, uh, on the performance of each of the sites, uh, and the number of patients. Remember, we're going through summertime here. So uh, a lot of people will say, I'm going to postpone my surgery until uh, until uh, you know school starts or something like that so it um, doesn't matter we're uh, we're really excited to be in clinic and uh, and uh, and starting the trial but q4 q1 is when you expect all the sites to be fully operational and rolling uh, no the, we, we we expect that this the the trial will be recruited and then there's a one okay. year follow-up um, so the trial will last uh, till the end of 23 and beginning of 24. Uh, again, depending on because uh, uh, the part of the uh, part of what we're studying is to see whether the similar uh, whether we improve the retares uh, that uh, that you cited at the beginning of the of the show here. Uh, there's a high level of retear uh, and failures in these operations, and and we hope uh, that uh, this trial will show at least uh, beginning information on uh, on whether uh, uh, the repair is uh, is more successful uh, than um, uh, than the standard of care. I know you can't say much about the agreement with the undisclosed global leading industry uh, strategic medical company, but are you able to, I'm assuming, so I'm going to ask a question, are you able to talk about how much they're watching over this process as well? Are, are, are sure. you up to, are, they must be interested in how it's going and on all progress, right? Uh, absolutely, George. And the only thing I can't do is name them. Uh, that's just one of the things that, uh, but, uh, but essentially uh, they, uh, uh, they're excited about uh, our trial because essentially uh, it enables one of their technologies. Uh, so if we're able to, uh, if we're able to demonstrate that uh, the PRP uh, Kaidazan uh, combination that we've uh, that we're we've built uh, helps uh, people with uh, with shoulder cuff repair uh, at first. Uh, it could potentially become a platform for any kind of soft tissue repair. Think meniscus, think cartilage, think uh, tendinopathies, uh, which are things like tennis elbow and uh, uh, and things like that. So it uh, it has uh, the potential to become a platform. Uh, for all of these kinds of soft tissue repair. So uh, attracting a partner was actually uh, not that difficult. Uh, we were able to uh, negotiate a, a really good agreement. They basically donated uh, the device uh, that helps uh, create the PRP uh, more, uh, more simply. Uh, and so that's their contribution to, uh, to the study. And we look forward uh, to partnering with them uh, throughout the study and, uh, and keep them informed on the progress. Uh, the clinics, in, in, the, in the press release, you, you named off 
the clinic, you know, a couple of Pennsylvania, one Arizona, one Florida, good spread around. Uh, so some of these seem to be uh, amongst are, are, are amongst some of the top research centers. So um, are we are, are we going to get a chance to hear more about the clinical investigators? We get the doctors and that they're that that are that are working with you. Yeah, look, uh, the uh, each of the sites that we named in the uh, in the uh, you know there's a whole process of uh, of uh, news releasing these kinds of things and getting approval. Uh, so uh, I can tell you, I think that the most important part is I can tell you what were our criteria for selecting uh, the sites. And we wanted a really good mix, uh, as you said, of, uh, of a good geographic representation because we want people from all over the country and the big population centers to, to have access, easy access uh, to the treatment and it helps us recruit the trials. Number two, we wanted to select some sites that were world renowned uh, for this kind of uh, surgery as well as the surgeons that were doing this. Uh, this is, uh, this is uh, the first uh, drug biologic combination product that is making it through the FDA uh, for, for this kind of indication. So uh, we wanted to attract uh, people who, whose name uh, is associated with this kind of, uh, uh, of surgery, uh, which we were able to accomplish. Uh, and uh, and so uh, now uh, you know we're uh, we're uh, very very happy uh, with uh, all sites uh, wanting to participate. Usually, when you select your sites, uh, getting them to contract, you get seventy percent, eighty percent. Others you can't negotiate. We've negotiated all ten contracts, uh, one one to finalize, uh, but we're pretty close. Uh, so uh, as I said, we're really excited about what this, where this is going. So we should take that as a pretty good sign, right? That you've got all ten contracted and ten you're, and ten high quality. You're not talking about George's, you know, ortho center in the <laughs> middle of I won't say a, I won't say a, you know, in the middle of nowhere, right? No, so yeah, are, sure, <laughs> come yeah, on in. And, and these uh, are highly reputable, great clinics and great doctors. Yeah, look, indeed. And, uh, and if uh, people are interested, uh, clinicaltrials.gov uh, is, uh, is the website uh, where people could get uh, much, much more in-depth inf information if they're interested on being uh, patients. Uh, there, uh, each of the sites will be named, the surgeons will be named, uh, the protocol, uh, what the inclusion criteria are, all of that stuff. It's uh, clinicaltrials.gov. It's the FDA-run uh, website uh, that masters all the clinical trials, and uh, and we're up uh, we're up and running and recruiting at that uh, trial. So anybody who hears this, who has a, a friend or relative, that that is it is fun, and it's what it really attracted me to this business because everybody knows somebody who's had some kind of a soft tissue injury. Uh, I've had uh, I've had my meniscus repaired in my knee, so uh, I'm uh, looking forward to uh, to seeing uh, how this uh, how this all works out. Yeah, and unfortunately, my daughter just uh, tore her ACL in, in so at soccer, so. Yeah, we kind of we kind of, we kind of all been there. I'm gonna ask you one last. I want to ask you one more on this before I go into a five hundred thousand dollar grant you got on a different platform because I think that's amazing. Again, third party validation. But to summarize this part of the interview, overall, how happy are you with this? If you combine the speed and the quality of the clinic of the clinic trial sites and how fast you're activating them and all that, the whole package, how happy are you with the, the progress? Well, look, uh, you know, I think our challenge uh, for our shareholders is uh, is always to to do this uh, in uh, in the optimal way. And I think that uh, I guess we're six and six and a half months uh, since we got our uh, uh, our I and D from FDA. So we're bang on uh, bang on in the middle of what it uh, usually takes to get these uh, sites on board. 
I think we're just a little ahead of the game uh, in terms of getting the nice. uh, the sites to uh, to to all uh, get the contracting and uh, and budgeting, uh, and uh, and now uh, the uh, uh, again the most nerve wracking part is actually uh, getting patients to agree to participate, uh, and uh, and for us to recruit the trial uh, by the end of the year. That's going to be uh, my next challenge: is to make sure our team is uh, uh, is well organized uh, to uh, to help the sites uh, move forward. And by the way, there are very strict rules uh, from oh, FDA. Yeah on the role of a sponsor. Uh, so uh, we use soft diplomacy uh, by building relationships uh, with, the, uh, with the investigators, but really now it's all up to them uh, to uh, recruit their patients. I think I've shared before uh, in previous interviews, George, that uh, what's kind of comforting here is each surgeon has about seven, eight weeks of uh, surgeries already scheduled. Uh, so it's a question of uh, looking at those uh, those surgeries and seeing which patients may qualify, rather than having to advertise and invite people in here that uh, that are unknown to the patients. Uh, to I'm sorry, to the surgeons. Uh, so uh, that's a, a comforting part of uh, of this process. Yeah, and I'm going to add on one little piece of anecdotal info here. It's amazing since I started work with Ortho, and I, I, you always know someone's injured, but then I pay a little more attention. So I know three people now who have frozen shoulder, which means they can't. And I say, so what are you going to do about that? Well, I'm probably not going to do surgery because they say it's 50-50 and I don't want to go through all that. So I'm just going to live with this, yeah. right? And when I tell them that, hey, there's a company out there, Ortho Regenerative, yeah. and they're addressing this. It's amazing how their enthusiasm jumps. But because up until now, the status quo is 50-50, yep. you know, and they're older, older, two older guys, one's a girl. Well, and then just say, I'm, I'd rather just live with this rather than go through 50 Yeah, so, look, um, uh, I, great. I, I, sh I share uh, the same thing. My wife had uh, tears in both her shoulders. She had one repaired and uh, and basically it was, uh, it, uh, it didn't go well. <laughs> uh, and uh, and she decided not to do the other uh, because of the pain of recovery. So, um, so I, you know, we're case in point. Last, last point. And because again, the small cap world, there are a lot of talkers out there, a lot of talkers. Uh, you know, George's widget comp company is going to say they got the best widgets in the world. Now we say, well, who else, who else can validate that? Well, on May 26, you put out an announcement that you received a $500,000 grant. Now that's on your meniscus repair side. Yep. Uh, we were just talking about rotator cuff. Uh, talk a little bit about who that grant came from and what that continues to say about ortho regenerative and how seriously, you know, everyone is taking your potential, your potential breakthrough. Well, uh, the uh, the uh, the grant came from an organization called Excellus, uh, and Excellus is a uh, it works with the Quebec government uh, to invest in uh, in uh, Quebec uh, companies uh, that have promising technologies. Uh, and uh, like everyone else, they invest in stuff that they hope uh, uh, that they hope and uh, and recognize has high potential. Uh, so the criteria think of the criteria for obtaining these grants is the same as uh, as uh, an investor would uh, due diligence on a company. They diligence our IP, yeah. they diligence our, uh, our approach, they diligence the ability to get through uh, regulatory filings, which we did for FDA. Uh, and, uh, and when you do these kind of clinical trials, they are specific. So, uh, so shoulder uh, rotator cuff, uh, it was our first uh, platform. Now we're going to, uh, to do the meniscus in the knee, about an equal number of, uh, of, uh, of those injuries uh, in, the, uh, in the US. Uh, 600,000, uh, six, 700,000 of these surgeries uh, all the time. And, it, uh, and it's actually, uh, you know, the other thing that, uh, that's really exciting for me is um, there's a, this platform and in our intellectual property uh, is 
for the uh, for the the delivery system uh, essentially. PRP is the first of these delivery system, uh, I'm, I'm sorry, is the first biologic that this delivery system is bringing to the ortho world. Uh, but when you uh, put a, a different hat on, you say, wow, if we've got a, a, a biopolymer that can, uh, that's patented till 2035, what other things could we do in the body? Uh, could we do wound repair? Uh, could, we do, uh, could we do a whole bunch of other uh, different things, surgical repair for, uh, for some general surgery applications? Uh, so that's uh, while the clinical trial is, is going to go on, we're 100% focused on recruiting that, but uh, that's now in the capable hands of our sites. So now my job is to try and find other ways to add value to, uh, to our shareholders by expanding the applications that, uh, that are possible with our technology. Yeah, what's so exciting is this isn't a one-trick pony, no. uh, which, de which both de-risks because it's not just in case, you know, you don't, you don't succeed as much as you expected to in one place. You've got other options, but more importantly, when you do succeed, then you know you can go into other channels as well and do and do just well. Uh, I mean, uh, Axelis is the group five hundred thousand dollars. I assume Phil, you went through Ortho went through a very rigorous you know review. Uh, anything you can tell us about how they felt by the obviously you when someone gives you a check that tells you everything. But are you able to add a little more flavor onto sure. that perhaps about how you know, I think uh, what they saw? Yeah, thanks. Uh, thanks for the question, George. You know, I think this is also, uh, I've got to commend our partners at the Polytechnique in Montreal. Uh, they are essentially my science team. Uh, we've been working together for, uh, for seven years on this, uh, on this technology. Uh, and, uh, and it's really a credit to their, uh, their science and their, uh, it's essentially the platform that we uh, bought from them. Uh, so we've acquired that platform and we, uh, we're going to pay them a, a royalty for it. Uh, but functionally today, uh, they're very, very cost-effective group, and we partnered together. So it's really the uh, the expertise of the Polytechnic and the reputation that they have in, in performing this kind of science combined uh, with the commercial engine that Ortho can provide uh, that uh, that Excellus is uh, is uh, is looking for. They're looking for you know who uh, is is a credible science. One check. Uh, credible science and two uh, is there an engine behind it uh, and investors are the engine and uh, intellectual property is the engine uh, and we had uh, all of those uh, boxes ticked uh, and we're applying uh, to excel us for another program a tendinopathy program uh, wow. coming up uh, and and we're you know under uh, you know we were confident that uh, that eventually sometime in uh, December uh, in the fall that we'll uh, we'll get another grant for uh, for the tennis elbow applications uh, so it's, uh, it's and that's really... non-dilutive financing that's, that's, that's exactly so what critical. I was going to say uh, it's great for shareholders the balance sheet right to the bank account without having to cause a dilution which you know that's that's just music to the ears of all small cap investors Indeed, uh, that that uh, you took the words right out of my mouth. That's uh, that's one of the reasons we do it. Well, Phil, uh, congratulations on uh, a couple a couple more major milestones. One with the clinics, the contracting, uh, the activations, and finding out here that you've gone from five to seven just since we last just since you put out the press release and the five hundred thousand dollars from Excellus, and now knowing that you're gonna you're gonna be applying for even more of Excellus. It sounds like yeah, it's one of our strategies. Great, you can't ask for anything better. Yeah. Well, thank you, George. Uh, yeah, no, it's certainly one of our strategies to try and bring non-dilutive funding to the organization. And the last uh, thing I'll leave you on is, look, yeah. you know, when I started uh, talking about the, the different uh, potential applications, 
the uh, the partnership that we have uh, in the ortho world is is one. But think of uh, the world where we could actually generate several partnerships for different kinds of uh, uh, of application of our platform. Uh, so it's uh, one way of uh, of accelerating our development program and uh, bringing more more value to our, our shareholders. So I'll uh, uh, next time I, I come on board, I should have uh, more to tell you on uh, on that front. Uh, that's a really exciting part of our development. Well, I just love the cadence and the pace with what you're with with the developments you're announcing. You're not just putting fluff out there. I mean, the, so I I assume you're going to be on pretty soon again, uh, <laughs> given the, given the pace you're on, and we're happy to have you because. This is this is the kind of stuff we look for in the small cap world. This is what uh, this is what gets me up in the morning. I know this is what gets up that this is what gets small cap investors up in the morning. Are they going to discover that next amazing big global company that you know right in front of them? Then and, and or I'm not telling the world it is. That remains to be seen on a, but up until up to now, everything's going great, Phil. Look, it's great it's all see. about the building blocks. It's all about building yeah. a a solid foundation uh, for for growth, and that's uh, that's what we're trying to do. Thanks, Phil. Can't wait to have you back, my friend, but congratulations to you and the team in the meantime. All right. Thank you much, George. All the best to you. Terry everybody at home, you've been watching or blissed by podcast on Spotify, Google, Apple, your favorite podcast platform. To Philippe Deschamps, he's a CEO at Ortho Regenerative Technologies, trades in Canada under O-R-T-H. For friends in the U.S., O-R-T-I-F. Guys, if you, if you understand, we all do, this muscle tear, I'll just kind of uh, summarize like that, uh, this muscle tear market problem and how it needs to be addressed, then you're finding the company that's that's potentially going to be addressing that. Do your due diligence by starting at Agoracom. Get the company's profile page because we know this isn't easy science. I didn't understand it until I started taking a look at it, but now you will start there. And then when you got that base knowledge, go right over the Ortho Regenerative website and do your deep dive due diligence. Thanks for joining us. Have a great day. See you next time. Hey guys, this podcast is over. But don't forget to help your company by liking it or even leaving a comment. And then don't forget to help yourself by following us on Spotify, Google, Apple, or on your favorite podcast platform so you will never miss another one great Agora Gomez Small Cap Podcast.